This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Welcome to the Ajima Show, the only show on the internet hosted by two queer Koreans. That's not true. Is that true? Strike that. Well, ma- oh, whoa, 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 whoa. welcome to one of the only shows on the internet. Internet. Hosted by two queer Koreans named Peter Kim. And Unji Kim. Yes, welcome back to the Ajima Show. We're talking everything politics, culture, romantic life. We just screamed a whole bunch uh, on a Patreon episode about um, comedy and uh, privileged schools. schools. (laughs) Privileged day schools. So go check that out if you want to become a Patreon member. There's really low levels. You get cool swag. My younger brother, Mm Unji, he saw my... um, swag uh box you know uh-huh. how like i have that box full of yeah, stuff yeah, that yeah. you sent me that i like send out uh-huh. <clears throat> he was like oh my god you should sell that i'm like no this is for our patrons yeah. like nah you should like put up on a, put it up on a site like people will buy that i'd buy that tote and i was like yeah but i don't want to do all that she's like i'll do that how much you want to pay and i was like nothing <laughs> i don't want to pay anyone to do it <laughs> yeah we decided we don't like, want to do a so stoked about yeah, it we do not want to yeah. ch- do like we just don't it's just only a show. This is of not a Changsa show. Yeah, like, no. yeah. It's a Giba. It's like, it's we a, do this for our well being. Yeah. You it's, know? Like, it's only for, it's like literally the merch is a service for the Patreon members. That's it. Yeah. You can't get the merch. I'm sorry. It's not for sale. Sorry. Okay. Um, but secondly, uh, my brother was like, this Ajima with the Crocs and the hair yeah. and everything, it's like a perfect look. Yeah. Like, he wants us to like really brand this thing. And he has like, he's like trying to leave his work, his career, oh. to do something in my quote business. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps streaming. He's like, "Yo, what, what's a manager do?" <laughs> I'm like, um, "I don't think you have the soft skills for this. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're just not the man to be managing me." Pikachu Changsa. It sounds like he's got like the gruff demeanor of a man who who loves a wholesale discussion. He's a Changsa Kun for yeah. sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like he's like I would say he's eighty percent Changsa Kun. Yeah, twenty percent Sagi Kun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's definitely got the vibes of like kicking something. Like I just see Arma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's I like I can I can be that's I like that that's my I like that energy. I met with an agency, I told you about this. Yeah, yeah. That listened to our podcast. That's crazy to me. And this agency that I met, oh, so I'm agency shopping, if you will. I, I dumped my old agency. I've talked about it on the podcast because they just weren't up to my standards. And I'm, I'm meeting with a couple <laughs> of agencies, and this one um, listened to our podcast and quoted back our podcast to me. What did uh, they say? said, Hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. He, him, Pfizer. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I felt so seen. And yeah. <laughs> that felt so good. So I, if you're listening again, which I'm sure you're not, um, <laughs> thank you for that. That's very nice. Uh, but, you know, that's like a little bit of the the Changsakun in that guy, you know, yeah. the businessman who's like, I listened to your podcast This is, and he started pitching uh, me about like this is what you should do to like increase your patreon and this is what you should do to like um structure your show so you should have people call in Whoa. and blah blah and i'm like he's like you know kind of like dateline or hotline or whatever i was like oh that all sounds super cool but <laughs> i don't want to do that i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to do any of the work you know if someone was like oh i'll give i'll get you guys every wednesday when you record someone to call in yeah great Mm-hmm. Who's gonna do that for me? Until someone decides to do that for you and me, because I know you ain't doing it. No. You know I ain't doing it. No. We've been doing this for four years the same exact <laughs> way. This is why we don't have people on the podcast. You know how many people ask us, including <clears throat> Sandra O, oh, to be on our podcast? <laughs> we say no. Cause it's too hard, it's too much work for us to like 
You think like we're not in a studio? Unji's at her house in some basement that her husband shoved her in. I'm under my stairs. Like this is a guerrilla operation. <laughs> Maybe mean, if we lived in the same city and we had a studio to go to, then sure. a producer could like help. help. Yeah. Uh, you know, like do the whole thing but like that's not where we are like this is we just do this because we do this yeah and, and phil as gracious enough to do, stitch this all together yes make it engineer sound, phil yeah so like you know it's i don't know like as a, it's I, you're right like if they had some sort of producer or if anybody out there wants to help us go for it <laughs> you want to produce the show? show yeah reach out to us ajima show at gmail.com <laughs> no all- one has reached out to us in the <laughs> four years we've done it so I'm guessing either you don't care or you love what this is. Yeah. And if that's true, something wrong with you. <laughs> there's way better podcasts. Way better no, edited. Peter, no. <laughs> no, but this is the only queer Korean <laughs> podcast hosted by Peter Kim and Unji Kim. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Wait, how did the what? sleep study go? Oh my God. Okay, so I went to... you were to, out for like a couple of days this week. I was. Yeah. I, um, so I went to my sleep study on Sunday, and they, at 10 o'clock I arrive, and this guy um, puts a thousand nodes on me what? all over my body. All my head, over your my body? My face, my chest, my legs, everywhere. My arms. I had a finger thing where you like... It, it like Whoa! The heart monitor. Yeah. <clears throat> stuff shoved in my nose. To track my breathing, like cool. all of it, and um, they they're like, oh, you know, we're gonna have a nice bed, which was nice, and then yeah. we are gonna have TV. Only had the basic seven channels, so that was <laughs> shocking. Weird. Yeah, shocking. And uh, <laughs> good thing I brought a book, but it was hard to fall asleep. If you guys don't know what a sleep study is, you go to this lab basically, and but it's kind of like they make it into a bedroom and. You, they make it really dark and they put all these stuff on you and they just like monitor your sleep all night. And cool. he said, if you get to this point, which is a sleep apnea point that needs a uh, CPAP machine, mm-hmm. we will like readjust you and then put the CPAP machine on you for the rest of the night. Oh. And he said <clears throat> the, the minimum threshold to get that machine yeah. was uh, one disturbance per minute okay okay so that would be like no no sorry one disturbance every two minutes that would be like a high point i had two disturbances to three disturbances a minute oh my god i I stopped breathing two to three times times a minute i've been doing this my whole life i've had sleep apnea my whole life this is the reason why you live like every day might be your last Yes, because every day is my last because I'm I'm not breathing while I sleep. Die. That's crazy. I, I'm die, I'm dying and resurrecting every day. Jesus. Jesus <laughs> Christo. Yeah. <laughs> so he he rushed in. Usually he was like, "Oh, we'll go for a couple hours." He rushed in before even an hour because he was like, "I can't watch this." <laughs> he puts the CPAP machine on me. Yeah. A CPAP machine is just like a mask that like uh-huh. kind of forces pressure air, air. Yeah. so it goes into your breathing through your nose right. and you're sleeping on your back. Yeah, I've never slept on my back in my life. Your stomach. I try. I, I'm side side stomach. I can't breathe otherwise. Wow. Yeah. So he rushes in, puts the thing on me, <clears throat> and uh, you know it takes a while for me to get it to sleep because this thing's on my face. Yeah. I've never had something it's like I'm truly like breathing like Darth Vader. Yeah. It makes noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I finally fall asleep and a minute later he comes in and he's like, "All right." And I go, "Whoa. What's going on?" And he goes, "It's six o'clock." <gasps> I had <laughs> I did not realize I had slept for 6 hours. Oh my god. It felt like a minute. It was crazy. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, that happens a lot when people first like yeah. <laughs> breathe. <laughs> and then he shows me the like readings. Yeah. And at, before CPAP machine, I was having two to three disturbances a minute. Mm-hmm. After CPAP machine, one disturbance every 30 minutes. Wow. A slight like. <laughs> so you must have, did you reach REM sleep? 
Barely. Interesting. Did you feel Not, rested? So rested. Yeah. I woke up like, like there's a bluebird on my shoulder. <laughs> it's factual. Everything is satisfactual. Zippity doo dah. Like it was. <laughs> do you think that? Do you feel better? Have you do you have the CPAP now? No, no. So like I I'm now back not breathing again because they have to send the results over to my uh, sleep doctor. Yeah. And the doctor has to prescribe a machine. And then that way my insurance pays for the machine. Otherwise it's like a thousand dollars or something or whatever the fuck. Oh my God. I mean, I'll buy it. Fuck. Like I'm breathing again. Yeah. I feel crazy on G. This thing like monitored that I was just not breathing I mean, you must have, did you ever dream? All the time. I'm dreaming all the time now. Wow. So like, I think what it is, is like, I'll like, I'll like fuck around like that. And then I'll go into a deep sleep. Yeah. And just snore the entire time yeah. and then get woken up. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think that's, <sighs> do you think this will help your anxiety probably? Yes. Yeah. I think so. I think my anxiety is due to the lack of restful sleep. sleep. Yeah, for sure. And my anger and my Han, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Because if I did, if I get good sleep, I'm a different yeah. person. Right. How often do you feel, anecdotally, yeah. that you feel out of seven nights, mm-hmm. you get good sleep? Once a month. <laughs> Why are you? Do you, are you an apnea person too, or no? No, I just, oh, I, just you, I have insomnia. You can't fall asleep. I can't fall asleep. I can't oh, fall asleep. Shit. I don't stay asleep. I'm like constantly dreaming too. Like I dream a lot. Wow. I have like really vivid dreams about like falling. Me too. Yeah. Really vivid dreams. Yes. Yeah. So it's like wow. almost. Constant. So we both had bad sleep. Yeah, because I wake up and I'm like in the middle of a dream. And then I use. Do you ever go back to it? Yes, I can. Yeah, I reconnect. Yeah. To dreams. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like, I feel like that's part of my reasoning with like, I feel very close to dream world because mm-hmm. of how often I'm inside of it. Like I am. As you are aware of it. Yes. Cause I'm yeah. so aware of it. And like, I have, I've had like multiple, like, um, like themes and symbols in my dreams that have like cropped up throughout my life. Mm-hmm. Like when I used to have like a recurring nightmare, I don't even know if it was a nightmare, but it was a recurring dream since I was like 10 <laughs> of me dying. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that changes in the dream is like the perspective of where I am. So like it's always me falling down a flight of stairs. And sometimes I'm But you're fall- in a different city? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm falling down the stairs in Paris. In yes. Rome. <laughs> no, in Ibiza. <laughs> yeah. There's no, the stairs, the stairs sometimes change, like whatever building. But this perspective changes. Sometimes I'm falling down and sometimes uh-huh. I'm watching myself watching- fall. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Whoa. So like, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So I mean, like, the I falling have down is very similar to. Um, I have this recurring dream of uh, not reading the right material or book oh. for a test, <clears throat> and it's always this English class, mm-hmm. and it's a recurring dream of that same class, same book, and I'm always like looking at the test, going fuck. I don't know any of these answers. It's the feeling of being like not prepared or yes. not in control. Yes. Yeah. And that that is something that I recognize in myself a lot is that I feel it's also the that anxiety like of not being in control. Yes. And and that reflects in my dream a lot. I get that. I have those too. A lot. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It's like, do you it's, does your do your mom does your mom ever talk about like um what dreams mean and stuff like that um no not, not with me but i think I, I know that she believes in it she's gone to like psychics and stuff like that she's yeah like korean about people me. they do that yeah they talk about like dream they do dream analysis my mm-hmm. mom used to always talk about like how if i dreamt about if she dreamt about something she would always call me yeah and be like can channel Yes. Oh, and yes. I'm like, you are freaking me out. Because but that's, it's this like close connection to, 
And I, maybe it's just because like Korean people sleep bad. I don't know. Let us know. We're but- maybe we're bad sleepers. <laughs> Yo, other Koreans or people fuckers. You know, yeah. like, are, do you notice that Koreans are not sleeping well? Is this an issue? <laughs> because I I feel like this connection to like dreams and dreamland and figures that loom inside of it. You know, it's like very maybe, big. Yeah. Is that? Do you sometimes feel like um, you might stop? realizing what is reality and what is dream yeah those are like some of my most intense nightmares <laughs> you know where like i can yeah. feel things like tactile things and i'm trying to yeah. convince myself that this is reality in the dream and i can't figure I have, it out i've built cities in my dreams mm-hmm. where i return to where i come back and i go oh we're here again oh yeah. i i'm i'm gonna go down this alley it's kind of like inception yeah, that's Kishin. That's like, it's, that's crazy. <laughs> that's not okay. <laughs> like, whoa. That's Kishin is yeah. the best response to anything. <laughs> like, that's, that's like what we were talking about. Like, you should die. Was that at the Patreon? Now yeah. I can't even remember. Yeah, what's yeah. Patreon? What's what's, <laughs> what's the reality? podcast? Yeah. What's reality? But no, what's that's dreaming? scary, Peter. That's so scary. Why can you do that? <laughs> Yo, isn't that fucked up? Yes. Like I. <laughs> yes, it's fucked up. It's so fucked up, and I return to the same two cities every single time, and yeah, and I when I go back, I build upon, and I know where things are. It's fucking psycho, and yes. like I need it to stop, which is why the CPAP machine is. <laughs> It's really, really important that I get this. Because, I mean, truly, it sounds like, I mean, sleep is such a huge part of health. Like, I've been trying to fix my sleep issues for many years. And, like, you know, with my Botox and, like, that certainly helped. But the deep sleep is, for me, very elusive. Ah, Very elusive. Because I'm, because I think some of it is, like, if you're really anxious, your heart can't calm down. It can't slow down to the point where you're, like, relaxing. No. I, for yeah. a while, what was helping was I would sleep like literally almost on top of my husband mm. so that I could, my heart could hear his. Oh, and, and match the match slowness it. of it. Oh my God. Oh, that's romantic. Is it? I was like, I'm, like a, I'm like a parasite. Like, I'm like, oh, teach me how you do that. You know, like, <laughs> 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 like let me siphon off some of your health. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I just re-upped my anxiety pills. So I'm a huge, huge proponent yeah. <laughs> of anxiety pills. <laughs> just even something for maybe sleep. Cause like, it, like maybe yeah. that didn't seem to help your sleep at all. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Okay. Get, getting to sleep too. Yes. Just like slowly, you know, like what a, um, like a nice glass of like single malt whiskey does. Yeah. It just kind of rounds out everything. And yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's true. Yeah. I, I don't, so, I don't get that way though. Even with, if I drink at all, I'll be up. You should ask your doctor. About. If Effexor is right for you. No, <laughs> no, no, not Effexor. Not Effexor. I have a separate, al- it's an allergy medicine. Mm-hmm. It's called hydroxazone. Okay. You guys, this is not a medical podcast. Do not take any of this advice and fucking sue us later, all right? Yeah. This is not, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> but yeah. But this is something that I learned from my doctor. My doctor was like, these, mm-hmm. you know, these are for like, you know, when you're feeling anxious, not everyday medicine, right? right. But like, you know, helping you go to sleep, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but it is an allergy medicine. I talked about this, I think, that has um, anti-anxiety uh, effects. Oh. So it, it clears up my sinuses. And maybe that's what's helping me feel better is that I could fucking breathe again or something. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I've, I really i am also a huge proponent of acupuncture, which I'm going to try to do. Okay. It's yeah. supposed to help Let with me know sinuses. how that goes. Yeah, it's supposed to help with sinuses as well. Like I'm, I'm in. Yeah, I'm. I'm all about like a holistic, like goop, goop me up, goop <laughs> me up. Like I'll put a yonic egg in my pussy. I'll put some needles in my uh, face. What's that supposed to do? That yoni, yo, yo, yoni egg? Yeah, it's supposed to recharge your yoni. Your sexual what's energy. a what's a yoni? Oh, it's your libido. Yoni is like the like the it's like the counterpart to phallic energy it's yoni uh, so like that's okay. what that sort of the your vagina is supposed to be like it has it's the center of that your sexual energy so like okay. the yonic the yoni egg is supposed to like 
help recharge and also like you're supposed to it, you keggle when you have to hold it in. Yeah, yeah. So it's supposed to help so with that shit. Get, oh, get it tight. Keep it tight. Keep it tight. <laughs> <laughs> Yoni. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> what a dumb thing! <laughs> what are we're so stupid as I know, people? We're I know. dumb. <laughs> but I mean, I'm I'm all about everything. So I, I yeah. I'm I'm like really excited to hear about this apnea thing. When are you supposed to get it? The CPAP. I think seven days. I I'm supposed to call my doctor. I'm so curious to see if it'll I'm fix so, stuff. I I really you know what I should do like a controlled experiment where yeah. I stop taking meds and. Um, stop doing therapy and just do CPAP. No, don't do that. But I'm just saying, you already know your life. <laughs> How will I know what's contributing? Oh, it's holistic. Okay, I like that. <laughs> All right, guys, listen. we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Uh, sorry, were you going to say something? No, I'm good. What were you going to say? No, no, no. The audience needs to hear it. Peter, I've already forgotten. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, we're back, guys. So this week, the um, the House passed yes. a bill. What was the number of votes? 364 to 62. That's a massive. Yeah. That's basically. It was easy. It was easily passed. Easily. All votes in opposition came from one party. <laughs> you guess. You guess. You guess. <laughs> Why don't you guess what party that was? Okay. <laughs> so the legislation is heading to Biden for his signature. Yeah. And the Asian hate crime, hate crime, so it's a COVID-19 hate crimes act. Yeah. Uh, introduced by Senator Maisie Hirono, a Democrat from Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii. And Hawaii. And the legislation would assign um, just like a, someone in the Justice Department officially to review and expedite reports right. of hate crimes related to coronavirus, mm-hmm. um, which is Asian hate crimes. Yes. Um, and uh, expand support for, it's kind of vague, local state law enforcement agencies responding to these hate crimes, uh, issue guidance on mitigating what kind of language to use yeah. and stuff like that. Like, it's more of a... Um, it's a gesture. It's more of a show. Yeah, it's yes. a gesture. Yeah. <laughs> it's a but, gesture. And it has the full support and full power of the federal government backing yes. it. So it is a yes. symbol, certainly, but also yes. there's... Um, it would essentially sort of uh, funnel all the information currently that is being, it's like a huge diaspora and like various like individual organizations, independent nonprofit organizations are collecting this data. This would be a place and it would be in a place where someone could enact and do something about it. It would all be through the federal government. So the full backing, and that's powerful, right? Even if it is symbolic, even if it is symbolic. That's DOJ shit. Like DOJ is getting involved now. So, I, that at least should start letting the people who are doing these acts know that this ain't we're not schoolyard in rules anymore. Like this is about to become a federal offense. So right. Um, and you know we already talked about in, how in Georgia they are seeking uh, the death penalty for this hate, hate crime. crime. So things like, are currently there's no actual federal. Like tracking of hate crime against Asians. There's actually right. no. I mean, it's it's strangely enough the same with like um, uh, killings done by police. Like, no, there's no federal database. Hum, weird. <laughs> like it's so all collected. odd that that <laughs> coincides like that. But it's just like you know, it's just like things that, and so with this legislation now, it becomes a federal mandated thing. Things will be tracked. Things will be mm-hmm. counted. And like that sort of like with the census, like you being counted is like the same thing as being heard. Yeah. And so that's what this will be. We got to participate. Yeah. We got to, you know, it's not, you know, it's the old adage about like, if you don't vote, you you, don't, you can't complain. It's true. Like you can't just sit around and fucking complain that things are bad when you're not engaging in the things. So I love that this is happening. I wish that there was more happening um, you know, Grace Meng uh, made the news this week, Democrat from New York, 
talking about you know how the how proud she is of her colleagues for rallying in these numbers. Judy Chu, a Democrat from California, also getting some screen time. So yeah. big ups to them, props to them for, and we need more of these people to be visible in the news. There was an MSNBC poll this week that was taken saying, um, oh God. can you name a prominent Asian person? 46, wait, let me, I need to look this up because it's so crazy. It is crazy. Um, <clears throat> I was sending around it. I was so aggravated. So 9% said Bruce Lee, which. <laughs> He's dead! <laughs> girl, Bruce he Lee. A, he died a long time ago. God yeah. damn it. All right. Jackie Chan, who's still alive, but. An icon. An icon, but like also not Asian American. Yeah. He's full Chinese. Okay. <laughs> an overwhelming number of people said, quote, don't know. (laughs) And that's not that's not a Chinese person. That's not a name of a person. (laughs) No. Okay. that's that's them saying I don't know. Mr. No. No. Yeah. 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 A a Japanese filmmaker. It is like literally they don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's that's crazy. That is ignorant. Also, that is so fucking ignorant. What a bloke. One, Kamala Harris. Hello. <laughs> but this is also like the fault of East Asians kind of commandeering Asian narrative and keeping South Asians into a different corner. Sure, but, it, but, but Kamala's ascension, Kamala's election was truly like heralded and oftentimes highlighted as the being she, her being the first Asian American. First Asian American. Yeah, I mean, it was all over the news. So right. if these people are willfully ignoring that, one. Two, um, what a blow to Sandra Oh, who has been a part of the cultural Hello? fabric. Of, what the fuck? She has been the main, one of the most compelling characters on television. On the Grey's most. And, the most. That scene where she has to have her dress ripped off by Meredith because she can't breathe. Bitch, shut the fuck what? up. How what? do you... How do you ignore that? She is one of the... At Grey's Anatomy. That's Shondaland, bitch. That's like regular... <laughs> that's regular America. That's like that's one of the regular most... That's regular-ass America. You know you want... You're watching it. You couldn't even say Christina. You couldn't even say that Christina from the show. Like, I'm not even asking you to know... <laughs> the real name. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not asking you to even know the real fucking name. You couldn't say Christina from that show. Like, that's crazy to me. That's psychotic. You couldn't say Ken Jung. You can say Ken Asian. motherfucker. He's in all your master uh, dancing, sh- singing shows. He's the guy, the doctor, Doctor Ken. You couldn't even say the Asian guy from the show. You couldn't even say the. Asian you couldn't guy. say small penis bush from uh, Hangover. Hangover. You couldn't give us that. Don't know was forty two percent. Bruce Lee. <laughs> Bruce Lee. <laughs> Like, truly, like, I mean, I understand the cultural impact that he has had on us and, like, truly grateful, amazing person. Love it. Amazing. Love all of his movies. Important person. But he's been dead for so long. Decades. Decades now. The dragon came out when I was young, and that was a life story about his death. (laughs) Stop it. Are you crazy? The dragon has entered and already exited. Like, I don't understand. (laughs) Through the gift shop. (laughs) This is... This is purposeful, you guys. This is how Don't invisible know. we are. And ugh, it just drives me so crazy. LA Times just released an article about how um, a t- like 5% or something like that or something tiny percent of movies mm-hmm. or whatever entertainment in Hollywood is led by Asians. Yeah. And an overwhelming amount, more than half of that is The Rock. There's no one Shut else up. leading movies. Shut up. You did not. There's no one that's else a, in that's leads. That's a joke. Are you that's being not serious? a joke. I swear to God, that was the fucking headline on LA Times. Most of the Asians in movies is The Rock. Is The Rock. <laughs> Can you fucking believe this? I mean, yes, he is Asian Pacific Islander. Yes, yes, of course. Right? Yes. Also, it's a gigantic region. So the fact that this gigantic region... Yeah. has not been 
shown on big and small screens in a leading way. <laughs> Daniel Day Kim just tweeted this week saying, mostly I have died in like... I'm making this number up, but it was 46 out of 48 movies I was in. I have died. And my children and I had to have a talk about it, of why I keep dying. And they have to keep watching me die. Oh, my it's God. It's a special type of trauma. Yeah. Like, that's, you're, you're inherently writing, like, where are the white deaths at? Give me white people dying in movies. Why do we have to die? We have to be the sacrificial lamb for you to learn a lesson? No. Let me learn the lesson. <laughs> you should die. <laughs> I want to learn a lesson. <laughs> that's the that's the thing we came up with, by the way. I forgot this. This was the Patreon. Now my my mind is going. But <laughs> she said at one point, <laughs> you know, in a very funny, joking way, to someone being, you know, fucking stupid <laughs> and racist and ignorant. Like you should kill yourself. <laughs> Which I said, no, we're going to get canceled. But that is a sentiment we feel with people, right? Sometimes we're like, you, this, what you're presenting to us is so absurd. Yeah. Yeah. You should die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's just one of those things. That's, like, truly crazy to me that most of the Asian representation is The Rock. It's, it's so the rock. funny to me. It's oh my so god. painfully funny. Oh my god. Also, Young Rock renewed on NBC. So, like, <laughs> The Rock's bringing in money. Thank and it's god. also, think about it, they always have, like, us leading, mm -hmm. Asians leading, if we are agro fighters, alpha. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the value they put on us. Sure. They're like, if you can fight and beat me up, mm -hmm then fine, you could hang and I can make money off of you. But yeah. anything else, we can't have an Asian Seth Rogen just out here <laughs> smoking weed, you know what I mean? And being dumb and fat. Like, you can't have us Wait, do that. Harold and Kumar, only one. Great movie, though. Three, yeah, a, a trinity of movies. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's too little. Yeah. Held in Kumar, the last one was made in what, 2011? Kind of like, kind of, yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about. It's so, like, something happened during Obama where we, like, we went to a deep sleep. Yes. And then when Trump came, came, became president, we were like, no, this yeah. is worse than when we started. You know, like, we yeah. always talk about, there used to be UPN. What yeah. happened to UPN? UPN and WB to me is like, I, those are shows that are part of my, that's what I watched. I, I never That's had cable. That's how I grew up. Yeah, I yeah. never had cable. We Moesha. Never had, yeah, Moesha, Motada. Like, go, going, <laughs> go home, Roger. Is yes. like that's the reason why I, my personality is the way that it is. I'm Roger. <laughs> you are Roger. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's me. I like, that's. Yeah. And it was, what happened to that channel, Channel 9 or whatever? Like, it just disappeared. And now we have CW with every single fucking um, teen heartthrob. Yeah. Werewolf, like people in, the tw in their 20s. DC playing, comics. Yeah. Yeah. These like, people what in their the 20s fuck is having this? sex with, like, each other as 16 year olds. And it makes me feel dirty because I'm like, oh, yeah, I like it. And, like, you know, it's <laughs> making me feel good. It's making me feel good. I'm getting turned on by people. The characters are supposed to be 16. I know. You're, like, subverting <laughs> pedophilia into yeah. my head like what like, is this me, don't make me be like this but like i just i think that I, I i i thought about it a lot about like what happened to that whole landscape and the thing yeah. is i think we as consumers of content at this point and us being in a position to do something about it are asking the same questions because you're seeing it slightly change and i think a lot of people our age are asking that question we grew up watching black people black families in a wide variety of socioeconomic classes and never questioning it because the thing that yeah. a lot of people instead of executives had always said was well they, people don't want to watch people that aren't like them and that's categorically untrue that's not true at all categorically untrue yes like all in the family i actually i love Lisa, like, yes what do you, what about all the fucking non-white people having to watch your white ass shows? They're exactly. not like us. We exactly. still watch Succession? Yes. Love Succession. <laughs> Ain't nobody a billionaire, bitch? Like what the fuck? You think only Jeff Bezos and his goons watch that? Yes. 
it's so nuts like the the gaslighting from the industry is just crazy and it's like and the thing is we have to at a certain point ask for it and that's the thing it's like i feel like this is the lesson we have to take it yes as poc we learned that like we can't wait our turn we no. simply have to insist There's that no, this is the no. turn. No, that's for you guys yeah. who are not good enough. Yeah. So you find you figure out a cue to stand in. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm already better than all of you, so I need to take that position now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually starting my own stand right over here, and you have to wait in line yeah. to get to to me. I mean, like it's yeah, true behind it's, yeah. behind all my people. It's true. Fuck you. It's true. Yeah. Like, you don't you see that that's the design you created? And you're telling us that's the whole thing behind Joe Rogan being like this week after, like, I don't know what the fuck. He he talked about, like, oh, white men won't be able to speak anymore with this woke culture. Mm -hmm. It's like, Okay. Good. Then stop talking. Yeah. Good. (laughs) Good. Sounds awesome. Pay your pay your dues. Wait, like, like, what do you mean, like, woke culture, white, straight, white man can't say anything? You're saying some racist shit? Yeah, what are you saying then? Then don't say that. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you, why do you keep trying to say the things that we're telling you we don't want to hear? And you're complaining that we're, we're like, muzzling you? He truly has, I think he has the number one podcast on the internet. Yes, you say it. 200 million. I mean, like, after the vaccine thing. No effect on his ad sales. No Nothing. effect on his popularity. This motherfucker has two hundred million people. That's like yeah. that's bigger than the all the late night shows combined. Yes, and they hit like five hundred thousand views on YouTube. Easy, easy, and that's like a lot. I mean, one of the most popular podcasts outside of Joe Rogan, I would say, is like Tiger Belly. He's a half million views on YouTube. This yeah. guy has two hundred million. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking nuts. He has so much power, and he's complaining. It's so stupid. Yeah, you're acting like a little chode. (laughs) You know my, uh, you know that comic Robin Tran. Yeah, she uh, changed her Twitter name to Joe Rogan is five foot seven, and I can't get over it. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. That's what I'm talking about. That is so funny because he is. Yeah, you probably have a fucking ugly penis, Joe Rogan. Shut the fuck up. You suck. I mean, and he's so popular. There's like, he's impervious. So, like, it didn't matter what you say or whatever. I mean, like, none of these attempts to, like, you know what I mean? He can say the wrong thing at whatever point, but people are still going to listen to him. He's immensely sure. popular. It's he's like, the next Rush Limbaugh. And most of the things, most of the people that are in his satellite become famous as a result of even being on the show. Exactly. It, it he's he's a kingmaker. Yeah, yeah, he launches exactly. careers. That's why everyone bows to him. But I mean, like, that's the thing is, like, how are you, as a person that almost exclusively has straight white men on your show? Yeah. And launches them. How yeah. are they being Saying muzzled? that you're being muzzled. Yeah. Like you're literally, Where's the muzzle, bro? Like, you're literally launching Ooh. the career. You clearly are feeling something from some uh, invisible actor. That you can't get past a certain amount of t- you can't get you're saying that you can't do better than 200 million viewers rabid viewers who are rabid. doggedly for you in in every sense of the way yeah and you're saying that that's not enough come on or or are you kind of tacitly joe rogan telling us that it is too much do you want some of this taken away is this mantle yeah. too heavy for you are yeah you too, maybe become- put the have Let us unburden too, you. Yeah. Have you become yeah. too rich? Are your supplements giving you too much energy? Too, is your brain too smooth? <laughs> but I mean, 100%. I, I listen to Joe Rogan because I like, I you know, I like, I hate listen to all those guys. It is yeah. unhealthy and toxic of me, but I can't I stop it. I don't know it. how you do it. I, but listen, I stopped following a bunch of people on social media that I kn- knew were like bad for me. So I started doing this instead. I, I can't stop. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm crazy. What do you want me to say? But I, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know what else to do. But I like. I just listen to the shit. And I let me tell you, I buy into all of the supplements. I'm on fucking nootropics. <laughs> You're there for the supplements. <laughs> you listen to Rogan for the nootropics. <laughs> I'm on Alpha Brain. I'm on Brain Fuel. I'm on How's all that going? How's it going? I, it doesn't allow me to sleep, bruh. 
Oh shit. I'm, I'm amplified. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should stop amplifying. I am and... optimizing my performance <laughs> as a human. I think you need a break. I think you need to take some PTO, bruh. <laughs> Maybe go to Costa Rica and do some ecotourism. Yeah, that's what they would love. That's what Joe Rogan yeah. loves that shit. <laughs> He loves to know about animals and stuff. It's like, it's truly. The thing is like Joe Rogan knows and likes stuff that I would like too. It's just, he is a person I don't like. It's just coming from the wrong person. It's, it's, you know what it is. There's always a, if you ever, if any of you guys have ever listened to it, you, you shouldn't, you don't have to, I do it for you. But like, I would say there's, it's always engaging. It's whatever. It's like kind of like a stoned conversations that we would have in college. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, isn't this interesting? You go in to deep and you're like, oh, talk about it. But it's the same way as in any, if you've ever gotten stoned in a white boy's room, there's always a point at which shit flips. And all of a sudden yeah. you're like, you're what? in the upside down. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh shit, what happened? Why are we talking about this? Oh no. Wait, what are my views on this? I don't know. Yeah. Do I think affirmative? Am I here because of affirmative action? Yeah. What? Am I racist? Am I? Oh no. Are you yeah. racist? Oh shit. I'm in this room alone and I'm so stoned. Like it's, you know, it's like one of those That's conversations. Traumatizing. Yes. Like I, yeah. I mean, I'm sure anyone that has smoked weed in a predominantly white space has had this experience where like everything's chill and then all of a sudden. It's not. It gets unchill. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it is with Rogan's podcast. It's like, oh, this is chill. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no. Yeah. Like it goes it, it goes like into peak conspiracy. Yeah. Like, oh, the velvet <laughs> hand of gay Hollywood is making sure that the Jews. Continue, you know what I mean? It's like, ah, like, <laughs> oh, no, what happened? <laughs> How are we here again? <laughs> <laughs> Weren't we just talking about turtles? Like, fuck. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Alpha brain, not great for you. <laughs> Some brains have to be closed. <laughs> it's true. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. We are back with kick ass Koreans. Key. Yeah. Okay. All right, my kick-ass Korean is Professor Edward T. Chang. Oh, I was it's so funny. I was reading this exact same article, and he was. Oh, so were you? Cool. Yeah, it's such a cool article. Yes. So we have talked. You know what's so funny? So this article on the New York Times um, by uh, what is her name is Jill Cowan. It's called "Uncovering the History of America's History of America's First Koreatown." Mm-hmm. And she goes into kind of profiling uh, this person, Professor Edward T. Chang, who is a professor of ethnic studies um, at UC Riverside. Yes. And he's the founding director of the Young Oak Kim Center for Korean American Studies. Mm-hmm. Now, Chang, he stumbled across a map. Yes. Issued by an insurance company in 1908. Yeah. So he must have been in the archives doing his research or whatever. This This feels very like... Um, Indiana Jones. So he's like looking through. He's like, oh, wait a minute, this map. Like, says, I like he, him, like what? pushing, uh, like pushing aside some dust and like blowing. Yeah, <sighs> <sighs> yeah. and then seeing like 1908. What Riverside? Chapa Camp. What? Yeah, it's the first Korea town yeah. in the United States. <gasps> I must tell the world. So um, <laughs> in 1904, as we we have said before, is the first Korean to come over to Hawaii to work in the um, pineapple plantains plantations, and in, uh, and then there was a booming industry, citrus industry in California, and we have profiled An Chang'o before. Yes. An, uh, so Chang, our kick-ass Korean, mm-hmm. is deeply going into and following An Chang'o's footsteps. Right before he is, he goes to Back An Chang-ho, Korea. by the way, is a uh, ex, he is a former um, kick-ass Korean. Mm-hmm. He is uh, a freedom fighter, a philosopher, he's an activist. He led he the ba- Korean independence movement in Korea. Back yeah, Absolutely. He came here in San Francisco, was mistreated the shit out of, much yeah. like what's happening today. <laughs> and he went back to Korea uh-huh. and brought a lot of like democratic ideas and started pushing back on the Japanese imperialism, which started the revolution, which ended in them leaving the war, et cetera. You know how it goes. So Anchan was a huge um, 
uh, activists, both in Korean history and Korean American history. Mm-hmm. Now, An Chang Ho uh, was hanging out in, in Pachapa Camp, which is around uh, Riverside of California, which is right near us. Yeah. And he uh, he started an employment agency to help other Koreans find work nearby. And slowly, a settlement grew mm-hmm. to four. This is like organic ass shit, guys. Like a few dozen to a few hundred residents. And at its height, there was almost a thousand Koreans living in Pachapa Camp. And the thing that was different about this place was that it wasn't most like um, ethnic Asian, like uh, diasporic places in that time were young bachelors, males who came to work and send money back home. Right. But this this area was all families. So it was like truly the first Koreatown. Mm-hmm. And then uh, An Chang-wa moved down to L.A. afterwards and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> but... This is uh this is really cool because this person Edward T Chang has uncovered a piece of Korean American history that roots us in this country in 1908. Yeah. That's psychotic. Yeah. Some of these people who are telling us to go to our own country have been ha- came here way after 1908. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so shut the fuck up. And 1908 now is like a number that's really emblazoned in my heart and in my soul now because it really roots me into the earth, especially here in Southern California, where my people have treaded this area and contributed to the community and society. And, you know, I'm sure there were bad eggs, too, but whatever, you know, like we were here. We've been here for over 300 years. Yeah. All right. So that's pretty fucking cool. Um, oh no, not 300 years, 200, oh, I can't do the math, 2021, 1908, <laughs> this is so embarrassing, Three, 203 years, <laughs> right? No, 200 years? No, no, 100 and, and yeah. <laughs> 123 years, Yeah. <clears throat> sorry, we've been here 123 years. Why did you start out with 300? Where's the number that you were dividing? I don't know. I don't, I have 21, I think. Okay. I was like, am I in 2100? In my dream world, the cities I built, it's 2122. That's where I get confused. It goes back okay, and forth. Okay, okay, You're big I mean, I'm just like, where, where's this 300? I didn't even hear I have you. no idea. <laughs> anyway, our, uh, look up Professor Edward T. Chang. Maybe he's doing a cool talk or something or a webinar that you could check out. It's a very cool article. And also they mention inside of the article this incident in uh, Hemet, this incident where oh, yes. in 1913 we we're like Korean fruit pickers like arrive at this train station and they're like there's this like mob of anti-Japanese residents there and then this is what's this is the most Korean shit ever the Japanese Association of Southern California tries to help them saying that Korea is a Japanese dependency and then these Korean people are like no yeah. <laughs> They said we're not Japanese because they left Korea before the annexation. Like that is like the most Korean. Like yeah, no, no, I don't. Incorrect. No, we are not a part of you. Like I don't think so. And it's like, but this um, it's linked inside of the article. This like resource about not only Korean history in California, but honest to God, some of it is. It's like a very um, interesting mix of like labor movement yeah. stuff with mm-hmm. Koreans uh, because we're uh, so many of us at the time were fruit pickers but um also Christianity like the oh, Christian huge. huge so yes. it's like been this intense sort of amalgamation of all these things and then resulting in um this this man going back to Korea with these democratic ideas that he picked up inside of the labor movement and to take back and start the insurgency and the independence movement in Korea. It's like, it's really yeah. wild. Like this, this like sort of free flow of immigrants yes, information. and information over this huge swath of the world. Yes. At a time when like travel was not easy. Yeah. So. <laughs> How was he getting around? Did he take a boat? I, you Were there planes in 1908? Peter. I don't know. I really don't know. When no, was the Wright Brothers? Not. They were not. They oh, were not. okay. See, like, how is he doing all this? Shit, he took a fucking without boat. internet, without email. Like, how is he reaching all these people? Like, exactly. My God, An Chang Ho, like, truly. 
kick ass. But also, kick ass. this professor is. Edward well. T. Chang. Yeah. Yes, yes. For our Indiana Jones, our Korean Indiana yeah. Jones. It's a really cool thing. This is a very cool, yeah. fascinating article. I would highly recommend. Okay, so my uh, kick ass Korean, her name is Helen Parada uh, Kim. She's of mixed Korean and Spanish heritage. Mm. She's based in Berlin, like the coolest oh. art city. There's also like a very strong expat community of Koreans in Berlin. Very yes. interesting. And she was brought up in Germany. And this multicultural upbringing, she's an artist. And all of her art, if you go to her Instagram, it's incredibly interesting. It's mostly um, family portraits. And they are like really ghostly. And this is off of her um, website to say... Uh, they exude a mysterious, almost ghostly feel. Just as photographs tend to, te- to fade over time, the artist mm-hmm. renders her family members diffusely in her memory and in her art. Um, in her work, Helena uses costume as both a cultural signifier and personal index of her heritage. And so it's like, it's funny because, you know, we've talked about it often on the pod, but so many of our Korean creative counterparts mm. have called the dream and ghost worlds in so much of what they have chosen to represent. Yeah. And it's, Ooh, this is thematically tingly. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's Kishin. That's Kishin. Like, truly, like, it's something about, and it, we, there was an article we had re- talked about la- a couple of weeks ago, but there is something about the otherness of the ghost world that strongly ties Korean people to each other and to this, to our ancestors. And the mm. stories, even though a lot of it is rooted in trauma, and so we don't talk about it, and that's the reason why it takes on this, like, it, it exists as a specter, right. never as reality. It's never <laughs> as a war memory about nanas and memas and shit. It's always like, Harmony didn't like that. Like, you know, it's her, she was she was betrayed by someone in Busan. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a traitor involved, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like, it's always like something like that. It's like always nebulous, and it's the reason why she's like fucked up, or it's the reason why none of us have any money. It's always like there's a reason for it. And if you go to our Instagram, you check out her artwork. It's incredibly fascinating. Um, she's rep by like pretty big galleries and stuff. But like for me, like a lot of this... The cultural signifiers that like even people that are of uh, who are biracial or live in places that are not strongly Korean, there's like certain things that for them are indelible, you know, and it's interesting to see even these people like connect with it in this way. It's just it's just really fascinating. Anyway, that's my kick ass. Awesome. Helena Pra, underscore Parada, P-A-R-A-D-A underscore Kim. Check her out. I couldn't find socials for Professor Edward T. Chang, but um yeah, maybe you could find them and let us know. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Reach out to us on our socials and our and email us at ajumashow at gmail.com if you have any questions or, um, you know, sometimes if people email us about like uh, kick-ass Koreans in their lives, they want to shout out and we love personal stuff like that too. So, oh yeah, this is uh, this one, this lady was a personal... Um, oh, was a shout out? Was a shout out from Amy Doe, fan oh, of the nice. pod. Hey, Amy. Uh, hey, Amy. But uh, yeah, that's the reason why I just highlighted her. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, take take care of yourselves. Have fun in the ghost world. And <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.